Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. That's the way we spell success. Do we have... (laughs) Anyway, that was an old cheer we used to do back in the old days as a cheerleader. What is success? What does that mean? I mean, of course, in a ball game, it means we're going to be winning. We're going to be number one. But what about when you're on your own in life? I have a few that I show in my speaking engagements that I show a picture and I ask them, do you know who this person is? And of course, they all say, well, yeah, we all know who that one is. And most people know all of these, or at least some people know most of these. I show a picture first of Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, the Jackson 5. Marilyn Monroe. Everybody thought she was everything. More contemporary, Amy Winehouse. My husband and I had our first date at a Jimi Hendrix concert. Then there was Kurt Cobain, and I show them Elvis Presley, and I show them Robin Williams, and then comes um, Heath Ledger, John Belushi, Tupac, John Candy, Janis Joplin, uh, on and on and on. These are people who have pretty much self-destructed. Many with drugs, some perhaps suicide, we don't know. I do know one thing, they were successful at some point in their lives. They had everything, they had all the wealth and the fame and the riches, and yet in a national poll when people are asked, which of these would you choose? What would be the number one thing? And if you're given a list of things, some people said fame or popularity or fortune Wealth, of course, everybody wants to be rich and famous. And maybe as we get older, I know I think this now too, to have good health, to be pain-free, to not have to worry about dental or other kind of surgery. Uh, Some people I know I did in high school just wanted to be a normal size. I didn't want anybody to just see me walking in the room and say, oh man, look at that fat girl. And then, of course, as we get older, too, we want family and love. Those are all the top four and five and six things. But what is number one? What is the one thing that most people will say definitively when they're given a choice is their number one thing, and they want just joy, peace, to be happy. And that may or may not involve the other things, but happiness is that elusive thing that we try to find all of our lives and we can't ever seem to really get it. Well, I don't call it happiness anymore. I call it joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I have even been called the joy lady when I do jail ministry because everybody says, you're always just so happy. And my students would often say that too until they got to know me later in the year. So I'm going to give you a couple of quotes and see if you know if these people who didn't self-destruct, if they were always successful in what they did, 
Here's a quote from someone that you probably know at least who it is, but let me give it to you. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over again in my life, and yet that is why I succeed. You know who did that? Michael Jordan. All right, here's one for you. George Babe Ruth, at the age of seven, was sent to an orphanage by his tavern-owning mother, and it was in that school, the school for boys, that Brother Matthias taught Babe Ruth how to play baseball. How about a five-time Grammy Award winner, Faith Hill? Did you know that she was adopted as an infant in Mississippi? And yet she succeeded. Bill Clinton was born to a widowed mother and was sent to live with his grandparents as a child. And he's only the second president in U.S. history to have been adopted. And the other one is Gerald Ford. Your beginning may not determine your ending. That's right. Some of you that had poor beginnings, you can still have great finishes. And that's how we can inspire others that we know need to hear those good words from us as well. And share with others some of the past failures that you've had. You don't have to always have been born into a perfect family and had a perfect childhood and everybody was just perfect, perfect, perfect. As a matter of fact, sometimes if we didn't share what some of our poorer beginnings were, we might see that others might not even know how to stay on course. How do you keep going forward when you've been through so much? How do you ever help others to get through things? Well, I think sometimes if we share what we've been through and how we got through it and help others to know how to do that as well, that can be a great mission in life, to help one other human being succeed. And especially if it's our own family, when we're younger as our siblings and parents and grandparents, and then as we get older, our own children and grandchildren and friends and family, there is always a way for you to be able to share your gifts and to know that what you're doing is doing good in the scope of eternity. So the best news that I can give you is that when your life is in balance, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you will have the most joyous, peaceful life that is possible. And we may not be able to control some of those. Physically, some people, I think of Johnny Erickson Tata, who has been in a wheelchair since she was a teenager. She has still had a very wonderful, successful life. But she would have loved to have had the physical opportunity to not only be able to walk and to be able to hug and to have children, but to even just fix her own hair and put on her own makeup. So my friend, whatever you have gone through, the key word is through, and help others to see that also. Spiritually, If you have not trusted Christ as your Savior, I can't tell you how deeply you're missing the joy and the peace and the happiness and the fruits of the Spirit, which include those, but also just to know that you can have a clear, wonderful bonding with those closest to you. My husband and I have God at the center of our marriage, and it has made all the difference, all the difference, 
for almost 50 years now. God, I just pray for the one that is listening that maybe is not having a joyous, happy, successful life. At least they don't think they are. Perhaps they are more successful than they think if they have indeed helped one other person in this scope of life that we call our life, your life, and of course, the life of full eternity. If they've never known you as their Savior, I pray that this would be the day that they come to you, that they would say, God, I need you in my life. I need to believe that your son so loved this world that he gave his life for us. And thank you that you did, God, that you sent him for us. And thank you that we can have the power of the Holy Spirit for the rest of our lives and that we can live a life that is successful in your eyes, our audience of one. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt, and God is shining his light. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.